Welcome back to another episode of Life and Pinstripes. I'm TJ Stolzenberg. I'm James Yevon. And this is episode number 23. Donnie Baseball! Donnie Baseball. What a guy. What a legend. Who didn't really get that much love? No, because he was on a not-so-good Yankees uh, team back in the 80s. Do any of you even remember when the Yankees were bad? Because I don't. <laughs> well, you weren't born. Neither was I. Precisely. But I will say this. Donnie Baseball... Lore has it, legend has it, the Yankees actually stunk back in the day, believe it or not. They were really, really, really bad. Supposedly. So much so that this guy still was able to be worthy of note. He was quite like a 25-homer, 100-RBI type guy. And of course, underlooked because he was such on a bad team. Yeah. And unfortunately, I believe injury took him a little earlier than uh, he wanted to leave baseball. Yeah. Unfortunately, his final year being in 1995 was the first year the Yankees made it back to the Ah. playoffs in many, many years. (laughs) Of course. In his final year. Well, here we are, ladies and germs. It's episode 23. Got a couple of interesting topics today. Oh, yes. Big time. Some of them are knowing our limits... And that could be interpreted into many different things. Another one's going to be the Yankees' crickets at the deadline. You hear that? I think you hear some crickets right now. Actions or lack thereof or theories coming from Brian Cashman himself and us on why we did or did not do nothing. But maybe we did do something by doing nothing. (laughs) Something's up. And I definitely know it. Yeah, yeah. I think James is right about that. And also we have a few other surprises Things such along the lines as, when is it time to toe that line when the nice guy starts to feel like that is enough? You see why I'm pointing to myself? James. Because I know the feeling! Prime example. And years past, I was the nice guy. Aren't you still the nice guy? (laughs) (laughs) Whereas the tides change now. I am the hero this place needs. I can run, and they will chase me. Anyways. Okay, I'm yeah, not before the, you get a little I'm off not, topic there. I'm, I'm not, the Dark Knight, man. Come on. You know the Dark Knight. I'm Batman. Batman. Towing that line. Knowing when, all right, this nice guy act. Is this who I really am? Is this how I feel? Or is this girl so friggin' awesome that I'll actually bottle up, be tight, and be too nice when I'm around her because I don't, I'm afraid to do something wrong? It's a great question, and uh, we got one little surprise topic there at the end that we'll bring up later, but <laughs> let's rewind, buddy. Knowing yes. our limits. Okay, see, that can go either way, one way or another. It many ways, be, many ways. It could be your limits with, with alcohol. Alcohol limits. It could be your limits with the female. The female. Or it could be your limits with toxic people. Toxic people in general. Think of it that way. What about baseball? Baseball, ooh. Definitely got to know your limits. Knowing our limits. Like your pitch limits if you're a starting pitcher. Correct. Or who are you willing to possibly give up to get a good pitcher? We were mentioning before, we really don't want to get rid of anybody. Like a Glaber Torres or that youngster who's like 12 years old that we signed. De- oh, oh, that Jason Dominguez, I think that's his name. He's like 16. He's like, you know. he's like, he's like a junior in high school and yet he gets signed to like $5,000. It's like... Give me a really? break. It was 5000 Something like... Or five million. Or it could have been $5 million. One of those. We don't know any of the stats, and we are really pretending... The only get. thing we know is that he's 16 years old, he's getting big-time money, and here I am, 24 years old, wishing for that. Wah! I know. Is what we are. But, 
I'm not, we're... not gonna be that kind of human. No, we are men, and we are trying. I <laughs> <laughs> the way you said that. That voice was, was pretty good. <laughs> yes. I want to bring this uh, to knowing one's limits. Here's the theory. I asked James. James, have you ever puked from alcohol? And this answer is going to surprise you. Nope. Is that a surprise, really? I'm not to surprised. My, to, my, to myself, no. Because I know what my limits are. And basically, going through college for three and a half years, you're like, okay, all right. If I keep on going, it's going to be a very bad ending. Or if I'm just going to slow down, make sure everybody else is okay. You know, being the nice guy. Responsible guy. That is a very responsible approach to take. I will say this. Uh, my question back to him is, how do you know your limits if you've never surpassed them? Well, if you've never crossed them or even come to it, how do you know you're even approaching said limit? You gotta test it. You gotta test it out. Okay. You gotta start off small, because obviously when you're a newbie. Of course, of course. Because when you're a newbie, you start off small. You just don't know where you're gonna go, and then next you know, okay, I'm gonna go again. This and is again. what this is what some and again. This is what some do. Yes. And again, you add increments of alcohol into your body. That is one way to do it. Or you just go bonanza. I was going to say balls deep, but uh, is that okay to say? I think that's okay to say. Okay. Gut deep. You go deep. We are going to try to cut down on the horse language. Horse language. The like horrible language. Horrible. The, the S's, terrible. the F's, the D's, the other letters of the alphabet the that we're bees. not going to mention. The B's. Oh, yeah, the B's. And uh, we're going to still continue to break that fourth wall and do things because it's just who we are, like mentioning why the heck is the backlight we're using flashing right now. Is I don't know. I don't know either. But is you it gotta dying? Keep on, you got to keep on going. Keep on rolling. You got to do what Knowing other, one's gotta, limits. James, let me ask you this. Yes, sir. What is the... Do you have a night... Do you remember the most intoxicated you've ever been? Yes. My senior year of college, I was taking a bunch of tests to get my teaching certification. Mm. Failed one by like five or six points. Yeah. So upset. So uh, I got introduced to... Or I wasn't really introduced, but I bought a drink because it was delicious and cheap. You may know the name of it. Four loco. Oh my goodness, Four Loco. It was one tall can for like two bucks. Do you remember Four Locos? I that was like, no joke, that was like cocaine and grain alcohol in a can. Well, this was before. It's Well, this is after it was killing people left and right, almost like wait, wait, a zombie wait. apocalypse. Was it, the, no, was it the original Four Loco? It was not the original Four oh Loco. Oh my gosh. But man. still, though, it's a Four Loco. No, no, it's, no, a no, no. it's a monster alcohol. We were arguing before because James told the story, and I had thought he said he had four Four Locos, and then later he went on to have ten Bud Lights. And I was like, my man James, having a night. Oh, and then he's like, actually, no, it was one Four Loco. And I was like, James... In front of the camera, you got to see at least two or three, but but I don't want to be dishonest to the he's people. He's an honest listening. man. He's a he tells. This was the also truth, this was also and one he's responsible. This was one in like maybe like a half hour or something like that too. Man, if that makes it even more impressive. <laughs> How impressed are you, ladies? Ex the I, man had a not real four go in a half an my hour. My friend, I will have to. <laughs> I have to do. <laughs> I love you, buddy. I have to do a shout out to one of my friends because he actually. I think he holds like a world record for mo for four locos drink. He drank two four locos in forty five minutes. That's pretty intense. 
It was not a very good ending. I'm just going to leave it that way. Speaking of leaving it that way, are we going to deal with this light? We're just going to keep it on going right keep now. Keep on rolling! We're going to pretend it's a, it's a strobe light right now. Ay, We're just ay, going ay, dancing ay, 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 like that pretty much. So when I say this, James, you uh, you brought up the story because you had one non-real Four loco, and then you had ten Bud Lights. Well, two, I wanted to give you a reason to laugh. It was very funny. <laughs> and he, he said, what, what happened the next morning, James? Uh, Well, I woke up. Not remembering how I got into my bed. We've all had that moment. And, uh... Scary. I learned that there was, uh, no clothes on me. The man woke up naked. Yes. And did not know how he got there. Someone got me to my bed. <laughs> Someone was wise enough to Are you get you sure me. it wasn't just yourself? There's <laughs> another I, meaning of the phrase, naked and afraid. I definitely... Someone had to help me to my bed, because I was that mm. bad that night. Yeah. Well, you learned. I so... Did. I would say that's approaching, you know, that's approaching a limit. And you still never threw up. Ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you our first poll question of the day. Oh, boy. Is throwing up the absolute line where that is now too much? Uh, because yes, you could debate. Be. Is blacking out? Blacking out's no fun either. No, not, it is not fun. Even brown, I don't recommend even, it. Even browning out. Okay, but the thing is, is that if you brown out, you still somewhat kind of remember the night. Somewhat. But, but it's like bits and pieces. Details come back to you the next day, and usually when someone's telling you a story, either A, how funny you were, or how not funny you were. Or how much of a pain in the ass you were. Exactly. So, I will say... Give us a little shout-out. Give us a little uh, answer. What do you think? Is puking the line of when you've had too much to drink? Or is it doing whatever you do, <laughs> mixing certain things like tequila with this and that with this oh, to not see, remember to uh, Okay, out. here's my advice of the day. Do not ever, ever mix everything. If you're having tequila, What about a Long Island it. iced tea? If it's okay with you, you know what? You're the judge of your own human being, okay? You can do whatever the You're hell the you want. You're the judge of your own human being. Your own human being. If you want to do this, be my guest. Do not complain to me the next day if you're going to be making a mistake. Like, man, look at this shirt. Well, I will say this. You're right, James. We are the consciousness that is piloting this flesh vehicle around this great tundra we call planet Earth. And we all have a choice. The power of choice. Exactly. And that choice can turn into choices and many poor ones especially if you lead off with a four loco i can relate the real four loco james oh i wasn't old enough to really be drinking the original four loco you mean you weren't down on him when you were 12 no like me no yeah, i was kidding yeah like i wanted to put in my capri sun in like in a middle school i just wanted to be like oh yeah this is a capri sun no it's a four loco well it's actually interesting you say that because i didn't know my limits at all because Who does when you're in college? Think of it that way. Because I didn't have my first alcohol beverage till college. When I was in high school, I was not in the drinkers or the smokers or the, the mischiefers. I kind of wasn't I was the mischiefers. The same, I was the same way. I didn't start drinking until in college. Me and my friends, we would climb Dick's Sporting Goods or Walmart. We would go try to get up on the tallest building we could, climb the water tower. We would like to just like do little jungle missions and like play at 70 play, show kind of things. Play sports outside. We were literally just active and creative with our time. If there ever was a party, we might have been kind of those nerds that were like creeping in the woods, like 10 4. We got us a visual on uh, Kathy Broadbent. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> she is uh, downing a little glass of red wine and uh, now it's coming back up. <laughs> Hopefully okay. she doesn't hear that. But 
I never had a drink till I got to college. I sent to her after you just said that. How dare you? I'm kidding. I would never. My mother, my mother sat me and my best friend, Mikey Danoff. Our mother sat us down and both gave us a Corona. We both really. They they wanted us to. We need you to at least drink so you don't just all of a sudden go overboard when you get to college. And isn't that the whole point, though? Besides, uh, besides staying in school, supposedly it is the whole point to go overboard. But for some people, they never go. Over that, that board. Okay, 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 okay. But let me finish, let me finish, let me I finish. I prefer being responsible, saying, okay? <laughs> I couldn't drink the drink. I don't want that phone call from my parents to be like, Jake no ended up in the hospital, okay? No one does, no one does. You know how much they would be like... But you gotta puke from alcohol once, man. I feel like... I'm the best influence of all time. I can't believe I even told you this. Now I feel like between now and in the future... If anything, I'm impressed by you. Why are you impressed by me? One, because you're drinking that water. Two... You know who you are. Of course. I and, still am. And knowing who we are, let's lead us to my next point. Being a nice guy. James, yep. we've heard over the last couple of weeks, months, you being that nice guy is kind of doing what for you? Uh, has led to me to nowhere. To nowhere? You've gained knowledge. I have gained knowledge and some experience. Yeah. Of what to do and what not to do. And uh, you've taken some definitely some lessons away uh, how to handle. And each individual girl is different. We can't, Clearly, yeah. We never clump them in. Oh, girls are this. Girls are that. No, no, no. no. I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to be that kind of human You're being. You're not you that know guy. What? Everyone is completely different. Absolutely. You, can, you just got to learn how to learn how to deal with it, okay? Deal with each person in each moment individually. You know, towing that line, James, I will say this. If I had myself giving myself advice back then, honestly, I'm glad. I'm actually glad that whatever I did, I didn't do. Trust me, I'm glad to of all these. You know why? Because it led me to here today and where I am and what I'm doing. And being able to explain to everybody what we've been through and my unfortunate uh, moments. That's all I'm just going to be saying. Because I am, I have to be honest. I'm sick of talking about these moments, okay? Mm, I feel like it's here a, we go. It's Dang. a counterclockwise. I'm like, you know what? I'm new. This is the new James starting like on it. episode 23. Well, this is something interesting, James, because I don't want you to also go too far overboard when it comes to, gosh, nice being nice didn't work. You can't fake mean. You can't you can fake tough, but yeah, it could be like, dude, dude. That was great. <laughs> That's who you are right there. Dude. <laughs> Making sure it lands ever so gently on the coast. Yeah, unless you just want me just to swat it out of the way. But right, I, grab those notes. Grab yeah, those yeah, notes. I'm going to grab my pen. Grab that. <laughs> grab, back. grab that pen. That one's pretty far, buddy. I will say. I didn't even hit it that far. Where the heck? Oh, my God. Where'd you leave off, buddy? I found it. So, being nice is a limit. A limit in itself. Well said. Towing that line is quite challenging it is challenging and either you get someone else to tell you what that limit is or you find it the hard way the hard way i had a girl i was madly in love with in college her name was eliza wow (laughs) madly in love and no it wasn't thornberry and no it wasn't a cartoon but needless to say that came after maddie there was a girl named maddie uh she knows who she is. Dude, this is my friend. My friend. I know, I'm not saying last names, but I was in love with these girls so much to the point where I froze. It was ever a moment to actually pull the trigger. 
and just be raw jungle sex in human form. Yeah. But you know what, man? I just wanted to take care of these girls and just be so gentle with these girls. See? And it's weird. Like, it worked against me because I am a lion. I'm an absolute mess Are you? But I acted way too who I wasn't. Are you the Lion King? I am the king. But I will say, trying to be what I thought they wanted, trying to be responsible, kind, Oh, she tells me all these stories about how these, her ex was a D-bag and her, well, I was so mean to her and abused her, it, it, physically or verbally, any kind, emotionally. I would just want to treat her like a gentle flower. See, here's the, th- here's the thing. Yeah, it didn't really work. I've learned this with women, too. It's like, you know, it's great that you could be the nice guy and all that other stuff. But think of it this way. If you're too nice, they're going to find that a turnoff. It is a turnoff. They need... I'm trying to learn this... Yeah. And you know what I learned later? I will say, they want to know if poop hits the fan. Of course. That their man can defend them. Exactly. See, that's the whole thing. A little bit of psycho it's in finding there. That, it's, finding that, it's finding that line of being nice, but also it's like, if you see someone messing with your girl, you better ready to attack. You better be able to defend her honor. Of course. Indeed. And that is the biggest turn on of them all. A biggest turn on to a girl for sure. And to know, they're kind of... On your decisions. Don't ask the girl, what do you want to do tonight? It's up to you. It's up to you. See, it's up I to you. you. Oh, you that gotta, drives me I know. nuts. I know, buddy. I know. But you got to be the one to tell them, we're going here tonight. And even if all of a sudden she's like, oh, oh okay. You know, girls kind of just want, they don't want to be told what to do or where to go. No. But sometimes they've spent all day doing that. So they would love it if their man could just sack up and just be like, we're going here. And the night ends up being lovely. Then they're like, hey, my man can make a decision, and he can commit to that decision. Of course. That's also another big turn-on for people. Commitment! Commitment. Wow. Woo! What a conversation we're having right now. Indeed.com. I'm realizing the kind of human being I could actually become in the future. Well, you are. I'm working on me. You're working on you. We're working on ourselves, each other. Of course. And you know what, man? It's ever learning. Ever forward. Jot down what you know as you go. But I do know this. You can't fake who you're not. Of course. Something something rhymes with snot. Roses are red, violets are blue. James, the world might not like us, but I love you. Yes. And I love you too. I like you more than other people. Appreciate that, bud. (laughs) Even though I piss you off all the time. Oh, you always do. You know what? That's a true key of friendship. If you don't piss each other off. And be able to talk about it. And being able to talk about it on the air, then I guess we're doing well for ourselves. Indeed again. So let's take us to the next topic. This is where I want you to fill us in on the crickets at the deadline. You know, it's funny how you talk about limits. Brian Cashman had the biggest limits out of all of us combined. So, as you may know, trade deadline, we need pitching. Pitching! Horrible week of starting pitching. Yeah. CeCe. Paxton, Tanaka, even Domingo Herman at one point. Yeah. Flat out awful. We're so we're saying, sh- we're okay, right the now. big guys, Baumgartner, Syndergaard, Bauer, Luis Castillo from Scherzer. the Reds. Scherzer. Well, we all know Scherzer wasn't going to yeah. be happening. And Brian Cashman did absolutely nothing. At oh. first, I was disappointed, but this was the one move that pissed me off. At the buzzer, the Astros... Get Zach Greinke. Oh. That was 
the but that was the moment where I'm just like, you better hope that he because has it's, a great plan. It's not even that we didn't get Granky because it's not. We that. wanted Granky. We, we want wanted someone Greinke, like that. But I don't think he wanted to play for the Yankees. But it's the Astros who have Verlander, Cole, Wade Miley. Wade is Miley's doing having well. a great year. And Grank Granky's is ER four. Granky is below. His ERA is below three. Oh boy. You know what that means. Think of it this way. The Astros, yeah. they're kind of scared of us. Think of it that way. They know they need a starting pitching, and they gave up all of their prospects to get this guy. I mean, that's confident to say they're scared of us. Um, I'm scared of them. <laughs> I'm, I am very scared. They are easily... If, if we are not the best team in the American League, they might be. Uh, yeah, they are. Without a doubt. Not only do they have our homeboy George Springer on that team, but... Dude, after they got that solidified, their nasty, nasty pitching rotation, they still have the best offense, I think. They have Altuve, Craigman, Correa, your buddy. Georgie Springer. Dude, but we do have a great... The Yankees. I don't like when people say we. The Yankees do have a phenomenal offensive lineup. All those pieces that are... We all knew knew offense wasn't the problem. Well, it also... It's the... We've been talking about the dog days of summer when the pitching gets a little extra difficult. And their, the arms, bats, their arms get a little, you know, a little rubbery in that heat. Yeah. It's just, you know, the hitting has to continue. It's it's a little weird when it does continue all the way and then it's playoff time. If all of a sudden they go silent for one night, then it's like, wait a minute, this hasn't happened all year. See, this is why I, I want a little bit of a drought hitting wise. I want a little bit of a drought, but you need pitching to back that up. Of course. Well, here's the reason why you think we have one of the best records in all of baseball. Despite our horrible starting pitching, we still have the second or third best record in baseball. Our offense has been phenomenal. (laughs) Yes, exactly. What did Brian Cashman say? But Brian Cashman, what did he say? So, this is what happened after the trade deadline. The best play was we did nothing. This is a quote, by the way. This This was Bladen. Brian Cashman. And we did nothing for a very good reason because we felt everything that was in front of me was not obtainable and, or sorry, on. The associated costs and all these guys that that we wanted, mm. we all knew we had to get rid of too much, way too much. Whether it was Delvi Garcia or Esteban Florial, Clint Frazier, or Glaber Torres, or Glaber Torres. Yeah, people actually wanted Glaber Torres. I'd be like, you guys are insane. No, no, of course we want. Not a chance. But like you know, the idea of trying to trade away Clint Frazier to get a stud arm, we knew something else would have to be in the package. I just think Glaber Torres, the clutchness, the greatness, today's grand slam to take a 4-2 lead over the Sox, which we needed, by the way, because we've been getting hit every first inning, especially when Paxton's pitching. He gives up like a 1,000 runs in the first every time. I know. It's just we've been getting a little kicked in the you-know-what after this All-Star break. Yes, but Jane Fax, what a performance. Uh... He was, yeah. he was very good today. He had the, gave up his two runs in the first, and then, like James said, lights out rest of the way. He, was, he settled down. He pitched six innings. He yes. threw 100. And all I could just say is this. Thank you. And this was also what the Yankee bullpen was saying, yes. too. <gasps> they were like, can we have a day off, please? <laughs> That's another thing. Dog days of summer. You know, we can't have our starters going out there, throw three, four, not five innings, get shelled, and every night our Bullpen has to come in throwing half the game. It's funny how literally in February, all of us kept on saying, oh, yeah, we could just go five innings and just give the ball to the bullpen. 
You can't do that every game, can't though, obviously. Can't keep doing that. Because clearly, some, even the best arms in our bullpen, they're kind of wearing down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and you can see it. You notice Chapman's... Chapman is, uh, first of all, his velocity, there's sometimes his velocity is, hey, 96, 97. You're like, what? What's going on here? Yeah. And not only is his velocity dropped, his pitch location is awful. Yeah. It's it, been off. He's kind of... He used to be able to get away with it when he's just launching... 101, 102 mile hour fastballs, but when you're only getting 96, 97, and, it's easy, it's and missing easier. out over the plate, it's easier to hit. Easier to hit. But uh, speaking of easy to hit, I would love to transition into our final topic of the day. Uh, <laughs> this is the, probably the best one, the one I'm most excited about. Okay. Did you see that brawl, baby? Oh. It was the Cincinnati Reds facing the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yep. Score was 11 to 3. The okay. scene is such. Pittsburgh is up, I believe, 11-3. Yep. Pitching change. The coach comes in to take out Amir Garrett. Need I say he's 6'6", 220 pounds. He's like this pretty much. Like just... Oh! So now, to paint the scene, clearly someone on the Pittsburgh bench is chirping. Of course. Mouthing off, saying something, ha ha, you stink, whatever. Butterscotch, butterscotch, oi, oi, oi. Who knows what they were saying. But it was clearly ticking off Amir Garrett. <laughs> now, I will say this. I have never seen... I've seen players charge the mound. Of course. I've seen players attack the catcher. Yep. I have never in my life seen a guy... Charge the bench! <laughs> the bench! He's the like, oh yeah. He didn't, fi- he didn't fight Freddie Freeman or Freddie Frodman. He fought... The Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> he took I'm down sorry, the, the entire team. And not only that, he won. I don't care. If you watch the replay of that fight, he starts jogging up and starts a beeline right there. He throws his glove down, winds up like a 1970 pitcher. He clocks the first guy he comes across. Of course. Absolutely clocks him. And by the way, the Pittsburgh uh, teammates standing to the left and right of this guy who got clocked were kind of in shock. They were like, ready just to just absorb him, like, oh god, this is actually happening. He's coming at us pretty fast. Yeah. And uh, you know, instead of like a like a bull matador getting out of the way there, they kind of just stood there like, Duh? and boom, guy knocks him out, takes down like two or three players with him. The whole team comes out. Pittsburgh just beating on this guy. Not a scratch on him, by the way. And then the entire Reds bench has to clear and defend it. Now, yes, it's beautiful drama. It's awesome. Everyone loves a good brawl, but... Here's the question. James is going to bring up a valid, valid point. Is this fight a good look for baseball? Okay, I will have to say this. Everybody loves a good brawl. I love a good brawl. I remember... Was it back in the 80s where I think there was one game between the Braves and the Padres. There was two brawls in one game. Ooh, love those. That I remember. Or I remember... Because uh, you don't see those anymore. That's oh, yeah, because... It's a part of my but, point, but Because I hate to break it to you. Baseball is soft. They're soft. It's growing soft. They're like a teddy bear, pretty James, much. I don't want James, that anymore. You're defending my point. It's growing oh, soft. Okay, sorry. Okay. Why is it bad for baseball? It looks bad because think of it this way. The outcome of the game, it was 11-3 Pittsburgh. I'm That's like, actually a on. very good point. Come on. It's like... It's not like not, tensions were high. It's not like it was 12-11 or the bases were loaded and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to start a brawl with this team. But think of it this way. You, you don't want that to happen. Yeah. Okay? Then it's going to encourage other teams that it's okay to fight off the bench. I will say, I will say it's devil's advocate against myself. 
and it's 11 to 3 and that whoever was chirping in Pittsburgh you're already up 11 to 3 so how much more chirping can you possibly do whatever you're doing it was it was clearly past the line of professionalism and it ticked off Amir Garrett to charge at you but I will say this I'm kind of curious what he said by the way to tick him off yo mama clearly uh, but really? I, I was your mama this. joke <laughs> I think it's good for baseball because as James was actually trying to defend his point, but he was defending mine, baseball's getting a little too soft. I think, you know, and I'm not talking about putting up nets and everything. That is great. We need safety for all people in the park, especially that you can't watch every single pitch, every single moment. Line drives coming at 100 miles an hour. Now, I'm not talking about that. Changing the rules, not talking about that either. Uh, I'm talking about when you throw a fastball up and in to def- and the pitchers are trying to establish the inside part of the plate. When a play at the plate comes and the throw beats him, but the guy tries to barrel over the catcher. Jake Marisnik, for example. Yeah. It's like now they're all suspensions and whatever. I love love That's a part of baseball we can't let go of. Now, I'm not talking about cleats up, metal spikes out, trying to cut people. No, like taking like a good old shoulder and just going like that. A good old shoulder. You know, this brawl, you say it's a bad look. I think it's a look... It's just a look. It's a and look. baseball will take it right now because it's, a look to, it's getting a little stale. Because think of it this way. You remember Austin Romine and Miguel Cabrera a couple of years ago going at it? Oh, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, this is such a bad look for baseball. Nah. But then again, it involved us, so like it didn't matter to us. Loved but it. I love that Austin Romine went out. Best backup catcher in baseball. He still is. He's productive right now. Yes. Well, ladies and germs, that was our episode. Wait, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. You're insane right now. I am insane. Listen, ladies and gents, why don't you answer that question for us? Was the brawl the Amir Garrett versus the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All Pittsburgh right, don't, Pirates. Don't show love to your Steelers. Pittsburgh, I know. I don't think there's going to be much love this year, but we'll see. Pittsburgh Pirates against Amir Garrett. Was that fight good for baseball because it's getting stale or... Was it a bad look? Because, quite frankly, the circumstances, circumstances, and it got it got ugly. It got well first to the of point all, where coaches were attacking. I each couldn't other. tell if I was watching a baseball so, game or a WWE match. Well said, James. Well said, James. Where can they find us on? In- you can find us on Twitter at, at Life Pinch Drives. Pardon this this strobing light right now because it's starting to get a little bit annoying. Run Instagram Life and Pitch Drives. He's refer that those aren't the names of us. He's referring to the fact that if you can see us flickering. Our, our key light is literally this entire time been strobing, and we might have a disease. Uh, this is bad for this is bad if you have epilepsy. Think of it that way. We would be done. I'd be on the ground right now if I had epilepsy. I'd probably be dead. But we made it. Yes, we did make it. So okay. let's really reel it okay, in. Instagram, really reeling. Okay, Instagram, life and pitch drives. Jay, you have a 21. Stolzenberg, TJ, blah, 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 blah. So that's not at all. Answer the question. Was it good for baseball, this brawl, or was it not? Where can they find us, James? Uh, you can find us on our YouTube page, mm-hmm. which is my name, James Yevin. You, you give go. us the nice comments on the bottom. Give us Come a on. thumbs up. Give us give a, us a thumb, like. Give us a thumbs down. I don't care. Hate I us. Prefer the thumbs up. Love us. Be indifferent. Doesn't do anything for us. Yes. And also, remember your limitations and be very safe out there. I will also agree with that, but also discover who you are by sometimes just a little bit going over that line. I'm James Evan. And I'm TJ Stolzenberg. Thank you for watching episode 23, Dining Baseball! And never forget to rock and or roll. <laughs> Buddy, that is what we're talking about. All right. <laughs>
That's some good shit right there. That was good. That's some good shit right there. I'm definitely clicking that part out. All right, let's do uh, it. What do I click? What do I click? What do I click? Just hit the space bar. 